Okay, after a uh, extended break for the new year, we are back with another episode of Across the Pond, and I'm Inker, of course, with me, I've got Stu, and, and, and you know, Stu, I was thinking, it's like, it's funny we use Across the Pond, and we're security guys, Across the Pond, ATP. Oh, I didn't even think about it's that. All, it's, almost, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's almost, it's it, it, almost in the right order. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the ATP APT. Yeah. Yes. You know, we can, we can change that across ponds there. <laughs> there, you there you go. So, uh, Stu has obviously been pretty busy. Uh, I, I have not been unbusy either. And then, of course, we were supposed to record a couple of days ago. And silly me, I went and I caught COVID. So now I can speak properly again. And that's a whole nother story. Man, that sucks. Um, but now, yeah. but now, now we're having at it. Now we're having at it. So uh, we're back. We're back. There you go. We're, we're, we're back. We're back with a vengeance. Uh, okay. Yeah, fell, if it fell flat for Stu, maybe you'll laugh at it. I mean, we are back, and and you know, and and the good thing is that you you've recovered from COVID, and so uh, and you don't sound too dreadful, so that's uh, that's a, that's a good thing, right? Not too dreadful, Dread, dreadful enough, but not too dreadful. So, all right, so we'll go ahead and jump into uh, we'll we'll hit the uh, U.S. topic first. Uh, if we had recorded last month, it would have been inauguration day here in the U.S. for now President Joe Biden. Um, instead, we missed that date, and now we're doing it. And former President Donald Trump is currently on, tr- on trial on an impeachment charge of inciting insurrection. And I tell you, Stu, one of the things that's, that gets me, that totally gets me, I understand impeachment is a political process. But how could people look at what went on and still say we can't hold somebody accountable for their actions it's a difficult one isn't it because i mean i'm i'm not a politician so i don't i don't know and how the process actually works but for me it's you have to put someone on trial right so like anything if a crime has been if a crime has been committed or um, a crime has been witnessed, a normal person, um, a free person should go on trial and they should um, have the opportunity to defend their case. Um, if we start if we start just suddenly throwing politicians under the bus or not prosecuting or not or not taking action, it sends out the, re- the wrong message to everyone else. So I think I think no matter who you are, in, if you're a politician or you're a leader of state or head of state, you know, everyone should be accountable, right? Hence why we have things like the Hague for like war crimes. Otherwise, everyone would always be committing horrible, horrible war crimes that are unchecked, right? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, you, you know, a, a, a lot of uh, a lot of guff has been given about how uh, about how uh, Trump hasn't had due process or anything, but but yet again, he was offered a chance to uh, to uh, testify under oath at this current trial. And he has flat out refused. Mm-hmm. And, and and I'm just like, 
okay, no, how, how could you claim lack of due process whenever you are refusing the due process that's offered? Um, or, you know, the, the, the whole, there, was, there wasn't any inquiries. This was a snap impeachment that was you know, voted on in the House. And I was like, okay, no. So every time somebody's been impeached in the past, there's been things that have happened kind of outside the public eye. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it, and even with Trump's first impeachment, some of that stuff was outside the public eye. So inquiries are needed to find details to figure out what's going on. But frankly, Trump has been so bold in what, he, what he's done. It's all been in the public eye. Why do we need an inquiry? All of our witnesses are right there. They know what happened. They don't need somebody to tell them what happened. They know exactly what happened. That oh, was all live streamed on TV, right? It's all there. Yeah. Tweets are there. Everything. Well, uh, well, they've been deleted, but captured, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so it's all, yeah. it's all, it's all there. Um, I think this is different, isn't it, to any other really impeachment? And, and again, you know, the second impeachment within the same term is that's a that's a that's a new record, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no, no president has ever been impeached twice prior to yeah. him. So, you know, another, another Trump first, right? Yep, <laughs> so. yep. And, and, and hey, it, ha- it happened a, within a year. Within yeah. a year. You know, and I, it's just, so I, I, I am, I, I don't really consider myself a political person, you know, uh, but, you know, politics are, you know, put politics or something I prefer to stay away from. I, I'm I'm about human decency, mm. but I can't help but look at certain things and be like, okay, you can support your guy, but it still doesn't change this, 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 and this. You know, these things were done. It caused this. Whether you support them or not, it doesn't change that fact. Um, it's 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 a it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it, it's it's regardless of what's happened, um, that event caused and showed there was a massive divide, right? And showed that there were there were people willing to do things that go above and beyond um, what's acceptable. Storming a Capitol building and you know and and breaking those lines between protest and insurrection, right? Um, what what was what what, what would have happened if if Boris Johnson had stoked a group of people in the UK to the point where they where they marched on Westminster or whether or they marched on Buckingham and went in went past security and were threatening things were being you know and there didn't seem to be any hyperbole for what they were saying or doing. There seemed to be, it seemed to be very serious. We've had huge protests over here before, but nothing has crossed that line. And I think it'll, there'll be outcry between people. Like we had like the Hackney riots and we had like the banking crisis back in like 2008 when the banking crisis was kicking off. And we had people attacking bankers so people walk into the city with like not wearing suits because they thought they might be mobbed, you know, that, that kind of thing. But against, against, Politi- we have we have lots of protests in this country all the time there's protests right and they're usually peaceful there's obviously elements that are not but no not to the point where someone would actually cross the line 
you have Parliament Square and people always protest and there's always a tent in Parliament Square. Or there's always a group of people protesting something. It's part of what we do is protesting the, the right to protest and the right to the free freedom of speech obviously gets abused quite a lot in lots of, you know, in our country. Uh, but but ultimately the right to protest and to make your voice heard and to petition parliament, all that kind of stuff is all the things that we, we you see a lot. But if that actually happened, I can't imagine that happening, actually, is the honest answer, because politicians it, are a lot kind of in this country, although they are just as bad, the, the, the mannerisms and the way they go about things is very much more behind closed doors. Right. And right, I right. think. And I think that's that's the issue, really. Um, it's more. I think I think politics in this country is more about I've got a friend, I'll award them a contract, and then hopefully when I come out, I'll get some massive consultancy gig or something like that off the back of it, right? Greasing yeah. palms, I think they call that, right? I think that's yeah. that's. Uh, I think that's actually a, a form of bribery. But um, you know, so so I I can't. I think there'll be outcry is the honest answer, and I don't think I'd see it happening. People would be spitting their tea out, right, in despair. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, and you talk about behind closed doors. I mean, there's, there's uh, obviously uh, one of the very famous behind closed doors incidents that happened with uh, uh, that uh, the movie The Bank Job was yeah, yeah. A, 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 a was I don't know if it was an accurate telling or a loose telling, a based on a true story, but but fact fact of the matter is, yeah, there was there was a whole thing about. What was it? They were. It was was it a bunch of politicians visiting dominatrixes? I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, was, and there was pictures of it. And yeah. Okay. So and, and and by the way, you said something that made me decide I'm going to change infosec topic when we get to it. Okay. Just okay. just just that far. Um, you give us and you take us away. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, so uh, moving on to our. UK topic now for our next go around. Um, you were mentioning about how there's some uh, new uh, n- new laws in place that's supposed to deter people from violating a what is supposed to be a self-financed quarantine if they come in from other places in the world that are considered COVID hotspots. Um, that they have to quarantine, I think you said 14 days. And 10 to 14 days, I think it is, 10, yeah. Yeah, it, it, but they have to do it on their own uh, on their own dime or their their own uh, their own pence, their own pounds. Yeah, a hotel as well, in a hotel room, and you're not allowed to leave the hotel room or anything. It's amazing. It's yeah, so really it, and if you violate that, you violate that on pain of a decade in prison. So, okay, deterrent, yes. I, I would say that's a deterrent, but is that enforceable? Is that, is that truly enforceable considering that this is aimed at international people? This is not even aimed at citizens of the UK. Well, well technically it is as well. So if, you, if you're also traveling from the UK, if you're a UK citizen and you're traveling from one of those hotspots, you'd still have to quarantine in the same manner as well. Okay, fair, fair point, fair point. So it's a little more enforceable for in that situation. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But, but but what about for people that aren't UK citizens? You know, it, it just doesn't it doesn't seem enforceable. Doesn't seem like something that could really be you know really be um, 
you know, d- done anything with. We were, we were uh, lightly discussing previously just about the amount of time it takes to deal with court cases whenever distance is involved. And, and that's not just across international boundaries. That's even in, you know, inside the U.S. If you live on one side of the country and you, you're dealing with a court case on the other side of the country, man, it takes a while. And to process, right? Yeah. And then, of course, on top of that, uh, okay, if, if, if you're not a citizen of the UK and you violate that law, they either have to throw you in jail indefinitely, which, uh, which I don't know uh, how exactly the laws are in the UK whenever it comes to that, but I know that that would be frowned on in the US, mm-hmm. or they've got to send you home. And okay, they send you home and then you handle the case. Why well, country is going to extradite their own citizen back to the UK to serve a... For not, for not staying in a hotel for 10 days, right? Exactly. Breaching the law, the breaching the violations. And it, this is basically around, and this is also not all travel. This is based on certain hotspots. So I think I think LA was one of the ones mentioned. And there was like a few in like Brazil and South Africa. Where Basically, this is, this is to prevent new variants of COVID in the UK, right? So we have our own issue with variants. The Kent, I heard about the Kent variant was a big issue or something like that. They're calling it the Kent variant and the Bristol variant. Oh, it's like regional variants now. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but, but on hey, topic... Just, you know, just like British <laughs> accents, there's regional yeah. variants. Regional variants of COVID now, they probably do come with a Bristol accent. I don't know. But um, are you, are you, are you, I'm, the, I'm the Bristol variant of COVID. Anyway, we won't go there, right? But the point the point is, right, that, that this just seems it seems a little bit ridiculous. Um, and, and it's probably not enforceable because of the fact that, okay, let's say you do breach it. Um, and let's say, you know, they do want to prosecute. It's going to take years to get there. And at which point is it really... Is it? Did you really do anything? I mean, bear in mind, like that ten years is a significant crime in this country. Like manslaughter, if you get ten years for that, what for for not staying in a hotel, and breaking a travel ban, um, and this is also about traveling to those countries as well. If you travel to those high risk countries, you could also face certain laws as well. And I, I think for me, it's the, the thing that I really find quite interesting about this is okay, forget the the jail sentence thing, which obviously are the big deterrent. But you've got to make someone stay in a hotel room at their own expense, which would cost about like seventeen hundred pounds, one thousand seven hundred pounds, right? That's a significant investment to stay in a hotel room, which is probably not that high spec. All the hotels that are scrambling to make them <clears throat> inverted commas COVID secure, and if you want to go outside, for example, to get a have a smoke or get some fresh air, you have to be escorted by a security guard. I just can't see this happening. I just can't see them. You can have like hotel outbreaks or if they don't have, let's say some hotels don't have, um, they have like shared air conditioning units. So the air, the air's pumped, um, you know, between the rooms. So if someone's got it and, you know, it gets spread between the rooms. You can have many outbreaks. It's going to be chaos. Let, let, let's, let's just call it what it is. It sounds like it is a government bailout package designed as a tax on, on, potentially sick people designed as protecting the public 
yeah, bailing out the hotels, right? There you go. Yep. We'll, we'll, we'll force people to go to hotels. No, we're staying in hotels at the moment. Hey, we've got a really good idea of how we can do that. We'll make sure the tourists pay for it, right? There you go. There you go. Well, the business it's, people. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Uh, it is, it, and of course, on top of that, I think uh, I, I've, I've, I've got to dovetail a little bit. Um, so, uh, so obviously, um, the the uh, grace period between Brexit and actual Brexit has now come and gone. Yeah. Um, there seems to be a lot, a lot more. We'll pause momentarily. Uh, my daughter's decided to come join me. Hang on a second. Halfway okay. through. Hang on. Just wait. And I'm back. Sorry about that. No worries. No worries. Um, I, I, I am Brexit. Brexit, and you were going I'm, Brexit. Yeah, and, and and I'm going to pull a referee move that you see in uh, in the NFL sometimes. But I'm going to say, eh, that's a that, that that's that's a violation enough to put some time back on the clock. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we had we had a we had a timeout for for children raiding yes. my office. Yeah. Yes. So. Uh, so yeah, since since all the grace period and everything else has come and gone now, um, I'm seeing a lot of a lot of rhetoric about uh, independence movements, not, but not just at Scotland. Uh, you know, t- seeing people in Northern Ireland talking about a unification vote, seeing uh, people in Wales. Talking about it, 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 talking about an independence vote as well. It's just like every everybody's like, screw England. You can be by yourself. We want to go back to Europe. Yeah, and and, and this is always. I mean, Scotland have been talking about it forever, right? They That's they nice. they want their independence. They want to be part of the EU. Northern Ireland, it kind of makes sense for them, um, although that could be hugely political in itself. And I don't think I really want to go there um wales i mean yeah wales i mean (laughs) yeah i mean their economy is largely tourism and some other bits as well um yeah i I, i'd see that be quite tough for them but i guess you know i the the challenge here is um i think this is the, the the problem here is that i think a lot of people that voted for the b word that i don't like saying because i feel very sad about it um didn't really know what they were getting and a lot of people that voted for it now are going oh okay wasn't quite what we expected didn't expect to pay import taxes and um because that's what you have to do you pay extra import taxes although there's no tariffs there's that extra bit of money you have to pay over any goods over 130 pounds so your amazon goods that come from europe that suddenly didn't cost you anything to import you're suddenly paying you get you have to pay like the the uh, the import duties, which could be like anything from like thirty quid, twenty pounds, could be like fifty pounds, depending on the size of the order. Everything's going up a little bit. Uh, you've got fishermen who are complaining that they you know they didn't get a good deal. I mean, look, you could do a whole talk on this, and I don't think I'm the best person to talk about it, but it's not what it was made out to be. But it is what it is, right? And this is the problem, right? You can you can moan about things, um, but people voted for it. I didn't. I would very not pro Brexit. Um, I love being. I'd love to be part of Europe. It's a. It's a good thing. But at the same time, people voted for it, and you know that's why we have votes, and we are where we are, and and uh, I don't know where we're going to be, but I have no idea. 
Well, and, 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 and you know, one, one of the little, uh, one of the little side notes to it all that I personally find interesting is whenever, whenever UK joined, uh, joined the European Union as it existed at the time that they joined, one of the things that they made sure and did it, whenever the Euro came around is they made a deal to stay out of the Euro. I almost guarantee that whether it's six months from now or six decades from now, if there's talk about going back and they actually try to make a deal to go back, I would dare say that the pound sterling would be DOA at that point. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I would say, I would think Europe would insist that the UK use the Euro Otherwise, that would be a no deal on their part. I just, I can't see that coming back. I can't see us going back. I I think once you've kind of like you've it's it's like a divorce, right? How many people actually get remarried to the same partner after they divorce them? I mean, it they, it happens, right? You happen. It's yeah. a terrible mistake. I've made a terrible mistake, and now actually want to fix it. C- can you see that happening? Um, you know, I, I, I could see, uh, I could see the EU being welcoming under, under certain conditions. I could see the EU being welcoming. I could see the EU definitely being welcoming if, uh, if, um, there were a, uh, if uh, there were independence votes and everybody left England to their own devices, and uh, and uh, joined the EU of their own sovereignty. Um, I think it's I think it's an issue that have to be pounded out within the UK before the EU would ever actually end up having to address it. But but yeah. but I, I I I will go on the record to say that I I've been saying since since uh, before everything was finalized. Like you know what, Scotland, Northern Ireland, Wales—they could all just uh, all just secede and join with Ireland and become the Celtic Kingdom. Because because yeah. te- technically, te- that's technically, what it is. That's, it's all Celtic. Yeah. Every other place uh, in the UK except for England. I oh, think you have Cornwall doing the same again as well. You'd have Cornwall join as well because they always want their independence, the Cornish. So yeah. actually, you'd have the full the full Celtic nation then. There you go. There you go. Um, I, 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 I think if there were an actual real threat of something like that happening, I, I, I think, I, I think uh, the people in power in Westminster would actually come to their senses, though, because that, that, that's just that, I, that, that nobody wants to be the be the politicians that presided over the breakup of the UK. No, right? no, no. Well, it's it's already. I mean, the fact that we've got to deal with that and also the fact that each one of the parts of the country want to have their independence. I mean, what it, what it will end up doing would be, be like pre-Magna Carta, right? Mm. Where you have like barons and fiefdoms and all this kind of stuff and you know, then it just kind of breaks down further. Because then you'll have like re- counties going, well, London say, well, we want to be independent. We want to have access to the European market. And then you'll have uh, just... I, I, I think that that just becomes... Uh, right hot mess I, I i would dare say that 
that uh, with Brexit, you guys are in similar situations to what we are over here with our stuff. The only difference is, is that British properness has saved you from all out anarchy. <laughs> at the moment, to give it, give it a, a year of what we're going through at the moment. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that will change. <laughs> That is, it, you know what? Another year of lockdown. <laughs> you know what? Whenever we get done recording, I'm going to start your campaign for prime minister, so that way you can lead it. Yeah, well, I look a bit like him, right? Just with less hair. <clears throat> oh no, 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 no! You, you actually keep you actually keep your hair nice and neat. He just yeah, well, keeps it. He just keeps his hair. Just keeps his hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we we obviously went. We obviously went way over time, way over time. Um, Apologies, that's my fault. We broke, we broke rhythm. That's what happened. Oh, that, oh no, that's it was both of our faults because because you didn't see how much extra time I added back on the clock. About fifteen minutes, probably. We were we were we, we were at a, a minute thirty, and I started it back at three whenever you came back. Ah, okay, fair enough. That's right. Okay. And we're over that by a chunk. Anyway, security topic. What, what do you want to talk about? Because I don't know what it is now. Because you, you, we were going to talk about something, and you went, "I'm taking it back." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, so you, you made a comment that made me think. You know what? This is a good, a, a good discussion to have. And it's sort of security. It's sort of technology. It's sort of civil rights. It's it's sort of a lot of things. Okay. And so I, I'm using I'm using a uh, crowbar to fit it into our security topic space. Okay. So social media permanently banning accounts and the cries from one side that say that is a violation of freedom of speech. Initial thoughts. Initial thoughts. Okay. Uh case but social media right is this two things terms of service right you are utilizing a platform under their terms of service so therefore it's not a public platform such as it's not open source it's a commercial organization so they have the right to govern that how they see fit because ultimately we are using that service if they decide to govern it and edit what we say or alter what we say or um, remove people that they don't agree with, that becomes politically motivated, then they become a publishing platform, therefore they should be regulated, potentially. Potentially, this is what, I don't think they should be because regulating social media is actually the wrong thing to do. But ultimately, if it's free, is it a violation of freedom of speech? Depends if that freedom of speech is um, going to hurt or cause damage or um affect a certain group of people then absolutely that that should be removed if that makes sense so like racism or yeah. um, attacks against certain genders or groups of people or, or um you know uh, religions and things like this right then no, then i think that sort of stuff should be those accounts should be removed um, if they are doing it to incite hate or violence or something like that. But if someone has an opinion on something that isn't offensive or hard to say, really, isn't it? Motivate, motivated with intent to cause harm, but they are, it's their opinion, that's a bit different, right? Because then where does freedom of speech come in and when does it become hate or freedom of speech? Um, and when does it become 
when does it become personal if that makes sense well so i'll 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 throw this one little tidbit out there about it um it once again not having looked into how this applies with uh, laws in any other countries uk or otherwise i i do know that whenever it comes to freedom of speech in the u.s everybody throws around freedom of speech freedom of speech i have freedom of speech you can't tell me what to say but if you actually go back and you read the article in the U.S. Constitution that grants the right of freedom of speech, it grants the right of freedom of speech to not be squashed by the federal government. Mm-hmm. It, it, it grants the right that the, that the government will not crack down on you for what you have to say, which it, which act the initial point whenever that article was written, they had just got done with King George. Yeah. I down on them for anything they said or did. And so that was a right they didn't have, and that was a right that they wanted. They wanted to make sure everybody had it, and they want, they made sure that was the first that, that, that was the first article of the Constitution that it addressed that in there. And so whenever you're protecting your rights to speak from being suppressed by the government, okay. But then you get back to like what you were talking about, terms of service, a business. A business is not the government. Yep. You know, it is a, a business is not the government. A business has the right to do what they're going to do or not want to do. And in a capitalist society, we have the right to say, we're not going to use your platform anymore. We have the right to say, we're not going to allow you to make money anymore. Everything is calculated decisions in that case. Mm-hmm. So, but, it, but it, stepping outside of those individual boxes of each country for a moment, is it, would you dare say it's possible that thanks to the internet and these global platforms that have been created on the internet that maybe this is this is the spark to to have something a little more large and unifying governing everything that's going on so you're talking about internet censorship there aren't you well, well, no, no, not talking about internet censorship necessarily. I'm talking, yeah, it's, it's talking more like, like, like think Star Trek. Uh, you know, the, the, the United Earth government or whatever, however they. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You know, and, and you know, I'm, I'm not by, by all means. I'm not advocating new world order here. Which, by the way, topic episode two of our conspiracy theory stuff. We should do new world order. Okay, definitely. There, there's a lot of good material there. So, but yeah, well, the great, I, I, the great reset as well. So the one that we should mm-hmm. do. So I, I'm, I'm not advocating new world order and saying that, but it's okay. There's some measure of of being outside individual governments for stuff like that, and it, you know are. Are we just getting into the point of setting new precedents, and people are not used to these new precedents being set? Well, I think it, it also comes to the fact that if you look at social media in its in its very nature, 
it's bringing people together that wouldn't normally converse, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's in country or internationally. So you get exposed to more difference of opinions, but also by what you say, you're more visible, depending on your reach and all that kind of stuff, you're more visible uh, than you ever were before. So things you say could have a larger impact on people, right? Than it would normally do. So a conversation in a, in a pub or a bar you would have amongst friends, you can't really have the same conversation on social media because you are exposing that to a much larger audience who may not share the same opinions as you. So therefore people will always be offended or um, if you express your personal opinion or su on a subject, it's like politics that like we talked about today, right? We try and stay away from politics, but these are political situations. Mm. So by us expressing our opinion on this podcast, someone will turn around and go, I fully disagree with you because my opinion is this. And on social media, they would have to, they, they are fully within their rights to say that. They want to express their opinion. Right? People will disagree with me all the time. And, yeah. I, I, and it's going to happen. That would be our seven minutes on topic number three. Okay. I will say one thing. Um, this reminds me of a talk um, uh, by Jason Street, which he posted a couple of weeks ago. Um, and if you haven't watched it, I'll I'll um, I'll share it with you as well. I'll, I'll dig it up. But basically, he talks about the fact that you know it was mainly focused on um, uh, started off by talking about you know how um, people at conferences are to women and how women feel and you know the the attacks against women. And then he went on to talk about what we you know we shouldn't say these kind of things on the internet and we should be kind to each other and really emotional talk about you know some of the things which he had been exposed to and stuff like this it was an amazing talk but kind of on the same line you know the the what we say without realizing it has impact on others and i think this kind of ties into what you're saying mm -hmm. to some degree right that what we say and how we say it without realizing it could affect someone um uh, in a negative way and you know, I've always been very, I'm always very conscious about this because, you know, I don't, I don't, someone gets into an internet fight and, you know, I, I'm usually stay away, right? And don't, don't, and, but people seem to want to get involved and actually those things would never happen. They're probably, they're probably um, increased by people feeling that they need to pick a side or they need to, to, to raise their points. And I think this is the thing about social media and especially Twitter in particular, that, Actually, if you're talking about something technical, there's always going to be one person to go, "Oh no, that's not how you do it. You do it this way." Well, actually, they're probably both they're probably both right, right? It's just yep. that person has their way of doing it, and the other person's found another way of doing it. And actually, probably the conversation should be, "It's not that's not the way to do it." The conversation should be, "Well, how did you do it that way?" Or, "I did it this way. Have you tried that?" It never really happens. Well, it does happen, but you know, mo mo most times we see that kind of "you're wrong and I'm right" because I want to prove that I'm better than you or whatever it may be so if i could leave one final note on this bit is just be kind i guess be kind hey, hey hey but that that's that that's one thing that if you look around you know a lot of people that you and i know have been saying saying that for some time but you say that and one person i think about is blinster that's yeah. it, that, that that is something that he says often he makes a point of putting it out there and and yeah absolutely you know be you know be, be kind and on the slightly more cynical side of that is like if you think somebody is is uh, out of line 
don't don't hang them yourself. You give them enough rope for them to hang themselves. I've been disturbed again. <laughs> okay. Okay, young lady. Hello. Anyway, right. Well, that, that seems like a good time to end it. Now I've been raided again by my daughter. Yes, yes. And, 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 and by the way, she must take after her mother. I, 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 yeah, I, def- definitely, yeah, yeah. She, right. she, she, she's much too beautiful of a child to be yours. Yeah, it's something in the genes, definitely. It's definitely not my genes. <laughs> right, okay. Well, look, um, I guess that's a good time to say goodbye from me. All right. And my daughter. It's over there, camera. There you go. Right. <laughs> right then. All right. Catch up with you next week. Yeah, I'll catch up with you next time. No worries. Thank you, buddy. Really appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.